0: hey guys it's melissa here from melissaoutman.com welcome to another episode of awaken your inner awesomeness i am so delighted to be here with us today we have a very special guest today we have with us miss nicole harrop and she is a women's leadership and career coach but today she's here to talk to us about something that i think is super important you know that i did an episode on vulnerability a few weeks ago and i had so much positive feedback about that Well, what's really important is being able to be vulnerable in the workplace, too, and that's something I think that we need to hear more about and so Nicole is here today to talk to us about that exact topic, how do we. allow ourselves to become vulnerable in the workplace and still be an effective worker, so I can't wait to dive into this topic today and i'm so excited that you're here with us Mm -hmm. Nicole, thank you so much for being here.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm a big fan of your show, and and so stoked for today's conversation. Yes, I am too,
0: and I want to thank you um, for stopping by. But before you start talking to us about how we can be more vulnerable in the workplace and how that benefits us, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, how did you get started coaching
1: women when it comes to careers? Absolutely. Yeah, I joke about being born and raised in a call center because that's pretty much been my background. I live here in Salt Lake City, Utah, and there are quite a bit of call centers, you know, throw a stone and you might hit one. So it was easy to get into that line of work when I graduated high school and something that I love doing, working with customers. Many people don't like working in customer support because people can get quite angry at over the phone, but I loved it. I loved connecting on the front lines with customers. And as I started wanting to grow in my career, uh, I got kind of lost and I had a lot of struggles along the way. And something that I started leaning into at some point was that kind of vulnerability helped me uh, recognize what I could improve on. Where can I lean into and connect with other people in these vulnerable ways? And it was my connections and those ability, that ability to build relationships with other people, that ultimately helped me to get that first leadership position. So over the past ten years, I've held a variety of different leadership positions, both in startups as well as you know more established companies. And it's something that's been a passion of mine since I struggled and and uh, tried to get into a leadership position for quite some time with many no's before I got that yes, is a passion of mine to help more women to become leaders in the workplace. So I also have a podcast called Future Female Leaders, and it's my mission to help create more confidence in these women to create those leaders. So. Kind of my background of what I have been up to. Uh, I also have two young daughters who are five and three right now. So it's something that's also a passion of mine to be, you know, standing strong and confident in my role so that I can show them, you know, what what is possibility for them as well.
0: Yeah, you have your hands full if you have a three-year-old and a five.
1: Absolutely, <laughs>
0: that's a fun age, though. Well, I so I love this idea um I've always sort of held leadership positions where I've been just naturally but that can come at a price sometimes you know I think a lot of people are afraid that if they assume a leadership role they're going to be seen as catty or you know a mean Mm -hmm. person instead of you know a leader and I think there's a fine line with that and I think a lot of women especially They avoid leadership roles or uh, are afraid, I guess, of going down that path for that reason. And is that something that you see a lot when you're working with women?
1: Yeah, especially when you think of all of these CEO and very high up leadership roles, When you really look into those, because you can see an org chart or, you know, a company leadership uh, webpage, but what is interesting to see is below that there are quite a few women in those supporting roles who are very much still leaders. Maybe it's not always in their title, but it's interesting to see how many women are actually surrounding typically these male leaders in these leadership roles. So there is a big influence and impact there, but I agree. There's a lot with women and struggling with the confidence and maybe not knowing exactly the path that we're going to take to get from point A to point B, where typically men are a little bit more confident to say, Hey, I'm going to go for it anyways. Uh, Whereas typically we're going to want maybe a little bit more step-by-step or know exactly what that's going to look like and have the guidance to get there. So even though we may not always hold those roles, there's always such an impact and support that I feel we're connected to. And yeah, many times women, you know, may not want to have the role of feeling like, how am I going to be perceived by other people if I hold this leadership role? And is it going to be in the right way? Am I, if I say something, is it going to come across in a different way? Whereas if, you know, my male counterpart says the same thing and it's received in such a better way than, than I would say it, it can definitely hold people back.
0: So when you talk about vulnerability and being vulnerable at work, what does that look like to you?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vulnerability. When I worked and got my first uh leadership role, I worked at a very well-established company that was pretty much saying, you're a leader. You don't fraternize with your team. You don't really have friends who are at a lower level than you outside of the workplace. When you're at work, you're a leader, you know, very much strong boundaries and like something always fell off uh, when I was in that leadership position for the last two years of my career there. And it wasn't until I got uh, recruited to a tech company that was starting up here in Salt Lake city. And it was a big risk. A lot of people told me I was making a huge mistake, but I felt good about it. I went and joined this company and it wasn't until then that I saw my leader of that company who led with a lot of that vulnerability. He shared very openly with us when he made a mistake or when he missed a deadline or things that he had struggled with along the way in his career. And by him leading with those vulnerabilities, it helped me to recognize, oh my gosh, that's what I've been missing. That's what I feel like I, you know, it hasn't been connecting well because I felt like I had to be this certain person at my other job and be very professional, which I always still want to be. However, that vulnerability piece was such a huge connection for me on how to really not only connect with my team, connect with customers and and really open up in a way that I hadn't before. So what that looked like, for me when I started doing that is kind of testing the waters a little bit with different relationships. Some of the friends, obviously, that I had within that leadership team, I felt more comfortable with being vulnerable with. Uh, And then I would kind of expand that a little bit and say, okay, here's someone who I'm more acquaintances with, but I want to get to know them better. And for me, leading with vulnerability has always paid off for me it has also bit me in the butt where people have used that against me but when i look back on those and even though that hurts i all of the times that vulnerability have has built stronger relationships where people open up to me and they say i've never shared that with anyone before or i feel like i can trust you with sharing you know some things that i'm really struggling with in the workplace and for me to feel like they i have gained that trust with them through that connection of vulnerability is something that I hold near and dear to my heart. And uh, it's something that I have practiced. And again, testing like- how are they receiving this? And of course it's not like, Hey, I'm Nicole. Nice to meet you. Here's all of my, you know, here's everything that's on my heart and has ever happened to me in my life. Right. Cause we've all met those people. Maybe we've been those people. <laughs> uh, sometimes it just happens, but uh, it's kind of recognizing and it's a test and learn kind of thing. You're not going to always get it right. And, uh, as you work through those relationships and build deeper connections and can open up more honestly, and you see that that's being reciprocated, that's the good sign to keep going forward. And it has definitely benefited me in my career to do that. And, uh, yeah, kind of being more open and honest with who I am and that I'm not perfect either.
0: So what would you say to someone who's out there listening, who? has a really difficult time being vulnerable, maybe just in life in general, Mm -hmm. perhaps they feel like if I let people in and see me, they're going to think, I don't know what I'm doing, or they're going to think that, you know, I'm, I'm an idiot, or I'm going to get rejected or this, this Mm -hmm. or that, you know, all those fears that come up when you have this, if you have to think about being vulnerable at all, there's so many fears that pop up for people. Right. How would you advise someone who feels that way, who feels all of that fear coming at them from the thought of having to open up and be vulnerable? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, my daughter just moved away to a new school and she has moved 12 hours away. Yeah. And she She's really excited, but she was also really scared. And the whole day before I had to leave, she just kept saying, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if this happens? You know, all of those mm-hmm. negative beliefs about ourselves come out, all of the negative talk, all of the fear, the things that probably aren't going to happen anyway, but our brain goes to those things anyway.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. What What advice could you give to someone who maybe is running down that rabbit hole whenever they think about having to be vulnerable at work?
1: Yeah, I love that, Melissa. What I would give advice in that situation anything that we are fearing and around vulnerability is right. Fear of being rejected. I welcome the thought. And especially with your podcast of like bringing in abundance and manifestation uh, efforts is what if this helped them feel like they were also more seen in the workplace in maybe the same way or a different way. What I would recommend uh, to kind of get a better understanding is to ask questions of the person who you're scared to open up to. So if this is with your leader where you're like, Oh my gosh, if I tell them that I actually am still really confused, even though I've been here for three months and some of the basics, I'm like really not understanding. I would reach out to that leader and say, Hey, tell me about, can you tell me about a time when you've started with an organization and you just felt like you were really struggling to get your feet under you. Like, what was that like? Have you experienced that more often than not? They're going to think about a time and maybe it's not directly related, but they're going to say something like, you know what, maybe not like as an entry level role, but when I got promoted into this role, I had no clue what I was doing. It was probably six months before or a year before I really had like a solid ground underneath me of a foundation of knowing what I was supposed to be doing, knowing how I was supposed to be helping other people. And I was really confused and then leaning into that a little bit more. Okay. So when you felt that way, did you have people that you reached out to for help or, you know, where were you, where did you go for guidance or did you hope that it, you know, happened naturally? And as they're starting to open up with you, they may catch on and be like, tell me what's bringing this on for you then you can see, do you feel like that's a safe space to be like, you know what? I think I might need some more training and I wasn't quite sure how to bring it up because I care so much about working here and I'm loving this job and I want to excel, but I'm I'm realizing that there are some additional things that through training, maybe maybe you're more of a doer and it was like you sat and watched lectures. And so by the time you actually got to do the things, Was weeks or a month later, and you have no idea how to do it. So it's getting that feedback and asking those questions because absolutely your leaders, other team members, people in that organization have had times where they've felt exactly how you felt. So if that helps kind of soften that approach. Uh, Feeling a little bit more safe. If they're like, oh, I've never struggled. I've been perfect all of my life. Like, oh, you're struggling, right? Like, that might not feel like the safest space to open up and say, I think I might need some more help. Maybe then that's turning to a team member who's a little bit more seasoned and you're telling them, hey, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit lost still and I would really appreciate any guidance. What helped you when you were first getting started? Did you have any struggles? And it's more so about about getting some of the validation of what that was going to be like before you then open up and saying, yeah, I am actually really struggling and getting that support that you need, because that's such a, again, a lonely place to be when we feel like we can't open up about something that we're struggling with in the workplace specifically.
0: Yeah. And I love that approach because it does a couple of things. Number one, it tests the waters with who you're talking to. Is this somebody who is going to be open-minded and listen and respect what I am feeling or have to say, but it also puts the other person in your shoes Mm -hmm. and brings them back to a time when they felt that way so that maybe they have a little more empathy for you and can say, oh yeah, I, I, I can relate to that totally because I was there, I remember how that felt. And so that I think makes them a little bit more willing to help And so I love that approach. I think that's such a great
1: idea. Yeah, thank you. It's something that, again, comes with practice. And I'll tell you a story when it didn't work out so well with me. I had gotten promoted to a leadership position at a level that I had never operated in before. I was so excited as the typical, like, what is that next step in the corporate ladder that I can climb and chasing money, right? Uh, Chasing that growth and uh, getting promoted into that role and feeling kind of on top of the world for a whole few minutes. And then realizing, oh my gosh, I have no idea what I'm doing here. And that change leadership going back from, you know, I had grown in my confidence for so long. And then I was in this new role and I was back at like this small shell of myself of like, help me right i was in that baby phase of needing like a lot of things uh assisted hand holding a little bit more from my manager and there were some uncomfortable times where because i operated at such a level in my previous role uh he kind of expected me to be all of a sudden an amazing next level of that leadership and so i me going to him and being like hey so I'm not, I don't know what to do in this role completely. I hear some ideas of what I think, but I had never like lived a day in that life of that role. And so I was really confused, really lost. My role wasn't fully defined and there were so many changes that were happening. And there was another manager who had tons of experience who had led in these roles And we had built a really good friendship. We had traveled to another country together for a training. We had traveled even locally to uh, trainings together. So we had built friendships. I would have, you know, definitely considered him as a close friend, someone that I could like open up to and uh, share what I was struggling with. And so I told him, Hey, I could really use some of your help. And I don't quite know what I'm doing. And I know that you've held roles like this in the past. So Can you walk me through when you're, you know, planning your week, planning your month? Uh, What kind of conversations are you having them? What things are you looking out for in this level of a role that we didn't look for as in a management role? And he definitely wanted to help me. He was open to that for a period of time and it wasn't, and everything was fine. We were getting along great. All of a sudden, end of year reviews come along. And I was completely blindsided. I had like just said all the amazing things about this team member who was at my same level. And I was giving him so much praise about he's helped me with all of these things. He has taken me under his wing, you know, really building him up because I wanted to make sure that he got that recognition that he had been helping me. And then all of a sudden, I read my feedback and it was like, Nicole has been, you know, a struggle to work with because she's hasn't operated at this level before. So some of my time each week, each month has been spent trying to help her bring her up to my level essentially, and really tore me down. And I'm not going to lie. I cried. I, that feedback really hurt. And I had been open with him about so many things with you know my mom was currently incarcerated at the time and i was going through a lot of struggles in my personal life and opening up to someone who i thought was my friend who i had originally built that trust with and unfortunately right he proved to me that that was someone who i couldn't trust who at any moment where he wanted to look like he was clearly above me he took that opportunity and for me i was like there's like you didn't need to say that to show that you were in that level like i would have gladly giving you a promotion over me because you had operated in that level and were obviously had so much more experience. But he felt like in order to do that, it meant tearing me down in that moment. And, you know, my leader was upset with that feedback and had shared that with him as well. And, you know, he tried to apologize. But, you know, our our friendship just wasn't ever the same. Our, our working relationship went to very much colleagues who interacted when we needed to and that's hard for me because we had built such a close relationship over time so those there are going to be instances where you share vulnerabilities and you lean on people for help and they they may tear you down and you know for me I'm never going to look back on that and say I wish I would have operated any differently um, I, I don't have any regrets and I still showed up as my authentic self through all of that. And I le- now learn as I continue to open up to more people, uh, that's, that's only going to help me going forward and building those relationships versus, you know, never opening up again because someone, you know, hurt, hurt me at that time.
0: Yeah. And time that you are vulnerable, you have that risk of being rejected, but I always feel like rejection is God's protection. And so I feel like if you are being rejected by someone, then that person isn't really meant for you. So if that, you know, in a work situation, if it's a colleague that just shows, okay, I need to keep this colleague at arm's length and be professional, but not open up more because that person will take advantage of that. And you do meet people like that. It happens all the time. You meet people in the workplace and you become kind of family sometimes and you, you find out sometimes that there was that toxic family member who pretended to like you and open up and all of that and then later tries to use things against you but i think you're right i think it's still worth being vulnerable because i think uh you'll never find those people that can really propel you in your career because i think working together mm-hmm. you end up making friends with a lot of people who are really uh positive influences and that you can learn a lot from and that help you grow and so to completely shut down because of one or two horrible people we've all had those horrible coworkers. Mm-hmm. everywhere you go you're gonna have one it doesn't matter and you know i i work with someone right now who is really like not nice but you just have to get along and then focus on the people who are there for you and who do have your back and that's i think if you were never vulnerable you wouldn't find those people either
1: yeah exactly i think when working especially with other women i love to do kind of pulse checks with other people i work with And I'll be like, hey, so this new thing that's coming out, how do you feel about, you know, the changes that are being proposed or like I was a little bit confused on when they were talking about this particular thing. Did you catch on to that, you know, and kind of doing a little bit of those pulse checks where you're leading with some vulnerability by saying, hey, like, are you also a little bit confused? I'm kind of confused. And uh, seeing what they say in response to that, because that can also, when you feel like you're also on the same page with someone else to say, oh, you're also confused. I'm confused. Okay. Now I don't feel dumb. Now we can both go to our leader and say, can you, you know, if we're both confused, I bet more people are confused and they're just nodding their heads and acting like they know what's going on. But can you clarify, you know, whatever it is that was confusing and that, you know, shows so much in building those relationships through vulnerability. But then it also, you know, creates that camaraderie with other uh, people in the workplace. This could be, you know, any gender. But for me, especially with women who are a little bit more apprehensive at times to speak up when, you know, something is confusing. Uh, That's why I like, especially working in a virtual space or in person, having video on so that I can read people's responses to thing read their body language so that I can see oh you know Melissa you know made a little bit of a smirk or a face or whatever that I could follow up and be like hey wanted to follow up with you after that meeting and check in you know how are you feeling so then I can build better relationships Uh, with that. And then again, lean into some vulnerabilities if needed, or be there to support her. If she opens up about, wow, I really got lost, or maybe she has something going on in her personal life where she was totally checked out. And that's why she made a face. And by me recognizing that I'm building deeper connections to, you know, show up for her in the workplace.
0: Yeah, I think it's so important. And I would love to find out more about how you're helping because I know that you're a mm-hmm. career coach yeah, uh, and a women's leadership and career coach. So how is it that you are helping women? What is it that you do for them when they come to you for coaching?
1: Yeah. So right now I, I do have a program that's eight weeks helping people. My focus is helping entry-level people grow and develop into future leadership roles. So uh, my podcast is more directed at women. It's future female leaders, uh, but really, it's it's helpful for all genders. I feel like uh, some men who are a little bit more, you know, feminine in the sense of like they they may also have insecurities or vulnerabilities that they aren't as you know uh, like they're scared to show up in a certain way at the in the workplace, and so uh, it's helpful in that regard for any gender who feels like they could need some support with confidence in growing in their career. So through my program, uh, it's focused in eight specific uh, weeks that I break down that content to kind of practice what that would be like. Cause for me, it was such a gap from team member to team leader. And although you may be operating as a leader within your role, so leader isn't in your title, it is, it, at least for me, it was a big shift of responsibilities and what my leadership style was. So I very much walk people through in a guided coaching session, um, through group training in how to prepare for that, taking assessments. What does that look like? Uh, what does it mean if I, you know, if, uh, empathy is my number one strength, right? How can I lean more into that? How can I communicate that out with, you know, my leader of what my goals are and how I want to, you know, get promoted into a leadership role within this organization or perhaps another. So it is very much closing that gap between uh, someone who's in an entry-level role, who aspires to be in that leadership role.
0: And if anyone wants to check out your programs or maybe your podcast, Mm -hmm. what's the best way for them to
1: do that? Sure. I'd love for you to check out my podcast, uh, Future Female Leaders Speaking About Vulnerabilities. Episode 124 is a quick one. uh, If you're interested in, you know, testing out some of my content over there is the best place. And in each episode, just like Melissa's at the end, you'll hear kind of next steps of where to get connected with me.
0: Awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here today and sharing your thoughts on vulnerability, because I think... It is a topic that we really need more of because so many Mm -hmm. people are afraid. Uh, Again, I think it's just rejection, fear of rejection. but it's so important to be able to let your guard down and connect to people because we
1: really need that in this world. So thank you so much for the wonderful conversation today. Yeah. Thanks so much, Melissa. I love your podcast. So, uh, so happy to be here today. Thanks again. Thank you so much. And I want to thank all of you guys for being here with us today
0: as well. Please be sure to go and check out Nicole's podcast. We will have her information in the show notes. So you can go directly there to click on the links to get to her podcast or to her website. And I want to, as always, thank you for supporting this podcast. If you like it, please subscribe, please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. And the greatest compliment you can pay me is to share this podcast with those you think might benefit. I hope that you guys have a beautiful day today from wherever you're listening. Remember you can join us on Patreon where you will see this podcast and you will also get the added benefit of two extra episodes a week. And we have a live masterclass and a live card reading each month. So join us there for just $10 a month. It's awesome. We have a great community. I'd love to see you there. I am sending you guys so much love and light. Have a beautiful day and I will talk to you soon. Bye guys.